It's December 21st, 2023, and on today's episode of Comic Talk, we'll be talking about all the comics that came out this week, like Wonder Woman 4 from DC Comics, Superior Spider-Man 2 from Marvel, The Deviant 2 from Image Comics, and a whole bunch more. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, with today's special guests, Aaron, King Krakoa, and Sammy, Sammy the Monster. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, because here's your weekly comic book recap. And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Key, where we talk about this week's new comic book releases. It's been a couple weeks since we've done this. Um, so normally it is, yeah, every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, but we are here on a Thursday, December 21st, 2023, to talk about everything that came out this week. For those of you who don't know, new DC Comics come out on Tuesdays. New Marvel and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays. We're here on a Thursday to talk about everything that we read. And, you know, maybe some of you out there can tell us what you read and we can talk about that as well. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. We got two guests here, uh, one of which is awesome and the other person is also awesome. Did you think I was going to say like one was and one wasn't? I don't know. I could have thrown that curveball at you. First, we got King Krakoa himself, Aaron Rhodes. What's up, Aaron? Oh, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. It's been, yeah, it's been a month. It's been a couple weeks, right? Right. Since you've been yeah, on. it's been, right. Yeah, but it's been a month, probably a few weeks, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, And what I like about uh you is... uh. Uh, you know I mean, if I got to choose one thing, it's the fact that you're I a do. huge X-Men fan. <laughs> I Oh, yeah. I love X-Men. I Look here. You already know. I, I live and breathe life on Krakoa. What do you mean? <laughs> oof, oof. We're going to talk about all that. We Ooh, are. R.I.P., yeah. <laughs> our, our second guest. Uh, it's been a while since uh, I've, I've had Sammy on, but welcome back, Sammy. Sammy DeMonster. Thank you. Um, You know, Aaron is the awesome one i'm the less awesome one in case that was up for debate i did not say that i said i said one of you is awesome was and the other playing. one is awesome i, I was just... gonna give her the first awesome but you know no, i'll take my compliments awesome. so i can give them you, but you're the first awesome i, I can already already know well, are you feeling your bones we feel the we feel the awesome of the kinship together i feel it i feel it you guys are both awesome i don't have anyone not awesome on the show you know so, what'd you say is it true that coca-cola yeah <laughs> oh yeah my coca-cola what was that that was from a previous that was the scott pilgrim episode i think we did yeah because yeah. you don't like it when people call you the key because you're like no that the key is a brand it's like calling me coca-cola yeah so you coca-cola yeah exactly the key is the brand because i'm not i'm not keegan i'm dimitri so um the key is the brand uh, Comic Talk is the show. Um, shout out to anyone watching us on Twitch or YouTube, twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show, youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. Um, if you're watching us live, that's where you're watching us. Or maybe you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, shout out to Carson442007. He uh, just subscribed with Prime, uh, just subscribed for two months, currently on a one month streak. Thanks for making us your subscription um so thank Maybe. you uh thank you for doing that carson says what's up guys what's up what's going on carson hi carson um, we we 
all read a good amount of books and I still have to like update all the the cover art for this. So, you know, we're going to we're going to work on that. But here's the question. Uh, what did you guys read this week? I put my list. I want I want issues. I want numbers. Okay. Uh, if it's an indie publisher, then, you know, drop that publisher name, too, because I uh, want to make sure everybody gets. Uh, represented out there. Facts. I got my list ready. Yeah. What'd you read? I read Hunt for the Skinwalker issue four from Boom Studios. And mm-hmm. as uh, wrapping up the storyline, um, I read The Deviant 2 by Image Comics, I believe it is. But James Hunt in the fourth is on that. Rare Flavors issue three, Boom Studios, same creative team as the Many Desolate Star. So that's like Felipe Andrade and Ramvi. And Kill Your Darlings, issue four, Image Comics. Uh, the creators behind that, they're actually completely new to the industry, which is phenomenal. Great series. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, you're, are you, Sammy, are you a big indie person? You're a big indie fan? Yeah, I don't really read, um, well, I don't read any Marvel, and I do read some DC. Yeah. I know you read some DC, but Poison Ivy didn't come out this week. Yeah. I have you fallen of- off? No, I've definitely fallen off a little bit from Poison Ivy, which is, I know, is really rough because I love Poison Ivy. But I've been so focused on my indie comics. And yeah, I kind of need to get back into DC. Um, The Superfam, they just put out like a Supergirl special the previous week. And I need to read that. I love Supergirl so much. Um, I love like You do. You've cosplayed as Supergirl before. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like her. She's like part of my comic book origin story. Like she was like one of the first comics I read. It was like Teen Titans and Supergirl. So like I like DC, but I've taken like a step back. But um, I think I want to get back into it. You know, I have the app. I need to, you know, get my money's worth and read more again. I used to I used to read a lot of DC, but now I'm just taken over by indies. Yeah, I mean, I I get that. I it's funny like when you and Maggie, uh, you know, uh, uh vegan yeah. super kick, um have been on the show uh i think it was maggie who coined like that she reads comics what would she for the uh, is it about the girls and the gays is that what the girls the gays and the days is that what she said is that what she said because like that's what i am i read i read the the girl the gay you know girls gays and days all you know that's what i'm reading i i also live for that yeah right yeah (laughs) Vegan Superkick, I read everything that, like, we have so much in common. In fact, yeah, you I guys overlap a lot. Me for her. Somebody literally tagged me and they're like, Sammy DeMonster recommended, like, let's do a power bomb to me. It's like a wrestling comic. And I was like, I've never read that in my life. I think Vegan <laughs> Superkick, I think it's the wrong person. I would love to. I th- This makes me just for fun. I want to do a Venn diagram of both you and Maggie's interests because I know that that Maggie likes wrestling, which is yeah. not. So that's outside the Venn diagram yeah. overlap. Yeah. And like figure out like, oh, how much do you guys actually overlap on? You know? I would love it. Invite us both on, if you will. We'll do it. Yeah. Um, what's funny, Aaron, is that all those the girls, the gays, the days, all fits under X-Men. Oh, it's it's predominantly just it, it describes X-Men to a T. I mean, <laughs> from the metaphor to the stories that they tell. I mean right. How can you not? How can you not think of any like 
you can name off your hand like, how many queer coded stories from X Men, right? Like off of just one hand, just alone. Right. Is Mystique uh, a daddy? Mystique, Mystique is a daddy now. <laughs> I was, I was gonna say, it and I was like, I'm gonna, I was like, I'll wait, but no, thank you for saying, Sammy. Um, she is definitely a zaddy now, and I, I love that for all of them, everyone it's, involved. It's wild. I mean, it do, it makes sense. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, who's drawing the line that she can, she can't be a father? Like, out of all right. the things she's done before, you she know, change her shape. You know, she went from a mommy to a daddy. Uh, daddy. Good for for them. You know, they're giving gender. Right? (laughs) Look here. If one one thing Mystique is going to do, she's going to break social norms. And um, I kind of look for it. (laughs) And but like, here's the thing it was all for love, you know? Right? I think that's important. Right? When I tell you, I read that story literally twice in one day as I just clutched my heart and I was just like, I love every moment of this. <laughs> like I didn't expect. I I knew it was going to be amazing, but the story that they told, I was just like, you know what? They could have said that it was just a must. It was all a dream, and I would have been like, okay, I'm fine. Yeah, they didn't have to do all that, but it, they did. Right. They found a way to make it all go in cohesively and find a way to make it like where Azazel is kind of the father in a way. Like but inspiration. He looks like him. Right. Yeah. He's just like, you know, right. Exactly. He's just like, you know, the inspiration to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. By the way, uh, Aaron, did you tell us what you read this week? Because you, read a, oh, you no. read a bunch, right? I've read, um, I, I think I didn't read like a f- couple books, but I got a few down. Um. So I read Uncanny Avengers um, number five, I believe. Um, Uncanny Spider-Man, the last issue of number five, which I loved. Um, Wonder Woman number four. Wolverine number 40. Superior Spider-Man, which surprised me. Um, Astonishing Astonishing Iceman number five. Mm -hmm. And um, what was it? Superman number nine. And what else? I believe I got a little bit of Nightwing 109 down and a little bit of Gods. I have I need to catch up on that one. Uh I mean I, I want to talk about Gods, uh, but I'm I'm not caught up at all. And I don't know whether I'll ever be caught up. It's a it's a it's a read, man. Like you have to really just like be like, okay. I'm going to read God's like that because I read the first, the way I had to force myself to sit down and read because I have a little bit of ADHD guys like yeah. I, my attention is yeah. pretty is pretty like nonchalant and I love me a wordy book but that one was really like thick with a Q U E at the end and I just like <laughs> it took a minute it yeah. took a minute but I have a question yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is everybody in Marvel uncanny? I don't get it. So uncanny is just like the mutant adjective. Kind of like yeah. spectacular or um, like amazing is is Spider-Man. Spider-Man uncanny yeah. tends to be mutant related stuff. Cool. And it, it's funny. I didn't realize that. It, I didn't, it didn't click for me until uncanny Spider-Man. I was like, oh, wait. All uncanny, like everything with uncanny had a had a mutant based kind of thing in it. Even yeah. uncanny in humans had like had beast in it. So like it makes yeah. sense. It actually makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, out of all like certain certain titles share adjectives sometimes, mm-hmm. 
but like uncanny is always x-men yeah um, and astonishing for some reason <laughs> oh yeah astonishing like popped out of nowhere but you know yeah out of the blue <laughs> it's like out of all of them uh i want to shout out carson carson says the only two marvel books in my collection are the two jeff the land shark one shots <laughs> everyone loves jeff i don't get it but you know he's just cute he's a he's a cute little uh he might as well be a dog but he's a shark right kind mm -hmm. of you the fact that emma frost loves him that that lets me know all i need to know honestly i used to not like emma frost i used to be an emma frost hater oh totes my goats i used to hate her um look i'm what they call a gene stan except with all that without the toxicity yeah. um but <laughs> like i when i because i the first thing of x-men i ever read of course was new x-men so like that imprinted on me and how i read x-men and the first thing i meet of emma really is her cheating on um Cy with cyclops in yeah. their mind and like even from there i just never i just didn't like her because i'm like you know what you did, and yeah, we're you not home record, it, but, right? You, you, but you know what you did to my girl, and that's okay. But like over the years, I grew to like like her and respect her, and it was like little things she did over time that I was like, huh, I, I think I like you, like yeah, the banter, everything, and even like her relationship with Scott. I love her a thousand times more with her um with Scott than I do with um Jean. Like a thousand times more. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I I didn't like Emma Frost in Grant Morrison's new X-Men. Oh, really? Um, I didn't like Emma Frost in that because she is written to not be likable, so it's just hard to like her. I don't think anyone's likable in Grant Morrison's X-Men run. Other than Beak. Other than Beak. Oh, I don't even Beak, think yeah. I don't even think Angel Salvador is written as likable. No. I think Beak I is the only person. Her. I've seen the yeah, movie. I... Yeah. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> I love X-Men Evolution so much. Oh, oh my god, right? X-Men Evolution is amazing. Oh like, I love it so much. Um, it'll always, the one episode that'll always imprint on me is the, the girls going out and the, the walking on the wild side episode. Um, yeah. Yes, yes! I knew we were friends. I knew we were friends. <laughs> that episode, I live, and that's how I pretty much knew I was gay. I was like, oh, I live for this. I knew I was gay too. Probably <laughs> I was like, yeah. Right? I was like, all oh, these pretty women just dancing in the middle of this uh, this CD shop. I live for this. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm glad we just had that moment. I, I, I'm glad I wasn't alone. <laughs> The first I'm... thing that comes in my mind is that scene when I think of X Men Revolution. Every it's, giving, time. it's giving Faith and Buffy, you know, being bad girls together. Just kiss, kiss. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just because, you know, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yes. And, oh, I God. like how we all had different awakenings from X Men Evolution because <laughs> yeah. my, mine was mine was on the straight side. Mine was oh, <laughs> check out these animated ladies. Great. Animated, um, ladies. animated ladies um <laughs> anyway uh where are we going okay my my uh list for this week i read nightwing 109 i read batman superman world's finest 22 wolverine 40 um uncanny avengers 5 uncanny. superior spider-man 2 justice league versus godzilla versus kong 3 
Spider Boy Two, Jay Garrick the Ooh. Flash Three, and original X Men One. I'm curious about Spider Boy. How's that? I was too. I only read the Superior Spider um Spider Man, and now I couldn't find. I was going to buy Spider Boy, but I couldn't find it, and I was really upset about that because I was like, I want to know what's his deal. Um. So without without telling you what my pick of the week is, um, as as far as Spider Boy as a character is concerned. He is Peter Parker's sidekick, except yeah. kind of unraveled from the timeline. So the timeline right. that we all know has been him unraveled from. But there was an original timeline in which he was Peter Parker's sidekick. And mm-hmm. which means this, he's such a tragic character. He's a, he's a yeah. little boy and nobody remembers he exists. His mom, he can't find his mom. Like, none of it. So, and like, this mentor that was Peter Parker doesn't, like, has to, like, relearn about him. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Yeah. There was, like, a DC Marvel crossover years, like, years ago. Wasn't, wasn't Spider-Boy, wasn't, wasn't it, wasn't it, uh, what's this, uh, Superboy and Spider-Man? merged to make Spider-Boy, but this is a different Spider-Boy, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a different Spider-Boy. Okay. It was Superboy. It was, yeah, Superboy and Spider-Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was oh Superboy and Spider-Man, I, yeah. I love those issues. Spider-Boy. Um, but this character is just really tragic just because he's a little kid who like, whatever. But they're exploring kind of like this like alternate timeline kind of stuff with them, which I think has mm. like been pretty cool. Um, What were you guys' picks of the week? We got to pick one of this week. Okay, um, no. Oh, and Carson out there uh, says, "Did nobody read Animal Pound?" Oh, I read Animal Pound. I did. So there you what go, Carson. <laughs> Who wants to go first with their pick of the week? Um, uh, so I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, my pick of the week is Kill Your Darlings Four. It is such a phenomenal series. Is it good? It's okay. So so good. Um okay. I genuinely recommend it. Do you guys know the premise of it at all? No. What's the premise? I don't know anything of it. I just keep hearing amazing things. Everyone who um gets that book, I keep hearing that it's really good and I'm like, I guess I need to go read it. It is so so good. Um but yeah, so kill your darlings. It's kind of nice going blind. I'll give you the premise of the first issue. Which is different from the rest of this. Well, okay, I'll just tell you a little bit. So the <laughs> premise it like follows this little girl, follows this little girl who like is playing with like her stuffed animals and like acting out these big extravagant storylines like we've all done. Like, ah, oh, this is like the head of the army of the teddy bears, and like I am the princess of the forest, and these are my like toy soldier, you know, fairies. You know, they're just she's taking these toys and like creating things with it, like as kids do. And then it kind of starts kind of questionably to become real because then she kind of like wakes up in the world and she's like I'm not in my bedroom anymore like there are literal like armies of stuffed animals and I'm like in my world and it's fun but then I you know I understand now there's darkness because like there's a war going on and there's like stuffed animals being killed and she ends up in the world and like she's trapped there and there's some evil entity um kind of trapping her there and then she's a little kid like maybe eight years old and she wakes up and her house is on fire and like 
her mom is in the house and she's like how the fuck did i get here because she woke up from like a fire in the fake world to a fire in the real world and she's like how did i get here what's going on like did i do this i don't understand and then the story um it follows her as a teenager after she's basically like put in like a mental facility for that and uh then like she starts seeing things again and it's like just like shit really hits the fan and it's just like so cool it's just so cool like genuinely i i just really like it it, it really to me reads like a fast-paced movie like it's just so well done is it like an imaginary friend sort of situation because like there's been a lot of stuff coming out like the upcoming movie if right with- no i think it's an imaginary friend i think it's more of like i think she might have created a world that actually exists okay. or, or it has to do with i think like a monster who maybe was like feeding okay. up so it's not an imaginary situation (laughs) okay it's good um and then there's like a lot of flashbacks to um like in every single issue there's been flashbacks so the first one was like in the 1600s second issue was the 1700s and then now it's in the 1800s and they're like connected to like witches so we keep seeing flashbacks of like these witches throughout the years and we're like how is this connected is is she a witch like why are these flashbacks if we don't know yet really really good (laughs) it's just so good okay all right um that's one thing i love i love me i love me a good little magical story a a little witch story yeah yeah i i live for that (laughs) i really like it and like i thought i would kind of understand where it was going but then like a big twist kind of happened in like the last issue before she threw and i was like dang like they're really like going Darling's issue one like good enough just that first issue to hook me or I was is it one of those I have to keep at it no the first issue hooks you for sure in my opinion um I was really I really liked the first issue immediately I was like I'm I'm in it I like the series I did a review on it and like it, I immediately added it to my pull list um I was like I like it now um I was hooked but I will say like I'm hooked even more now which I didn't think would happen like I was like oh this is like way cool so no i think the first issue is really solid um yeah and i think it's the creative team the writers on there i think it's their first their first project okay all right so kill your darlings number four all right yeah yeah it's really good i think you'd like it it's like it's only four issues in i'll give it a shot i'll do that you know it's super easy to read i read yeah that seems like a pretty easy read yeah day because i i was behind because i haven't gotten my comic book shop so i had to catch up on the ones i had yeah Aaron, what do you? Uh, what's your pick of the week? Because I gotta figure out mine too. You know, I I had to think about it. Um, but honestly, the only the one that keeps sticking out to me is Uncanny Spider Man. I okay. didn't expect me to like that one as much as I am because, like, I like Nightcrawler, but I'm not like a oh Nightcrawler. Let me go get it. Like, yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try it out. And I kind of didn't expect it. Like I never expected how seamless he would feel as a web um as a web slinger. Like yeah. he feels like he should be a part of the Spider-Verse. And I kind of want him to be a part of the Spider-Verse now. I'm just putting that out there in the universe. But um <laughs> yeah, like it was a it's a nice little cool and yet I rarely use this word for a comic book. It's a it's a cool, sexy book. Like, you know, like <laughs> is he this, still hooking up with like, Silver Sable? He is still hooking up with Silver good, Sable, and good, like good they are him. having this whole little moment, and like they are having sex moment, on rooftops. On rooftops, like 
And like him and yes, and Mystique find and his mom meets her for the first time, and she's like he. The first thing he says to her, don't let. He said, don't let her flirt with her. She he said, don't let her flirt with you. She can be very manipulative. And and Mystique just says. I knew there was a reason he liked you. He said, "Why? Because of the way I hold guns, or my um, or because I don't see gene prejudice or whatever." She's like, "Well, I was talking about your shapely bottom, but yeah, sure, <laughs> prejudice, <laughs> bullets, pragmatism." I was like, "I live for this. Like, oh this God. is that is that is moment. not good. As like, if your his mom should back off, okay? Oh, it it's gets very way inappropriate. Worse. Yeah, she <laughs> oh, definitely." God. She told her, she's like, I I expect that he likes you so much because he reminds you, because you remind her him of me. And I was like, why would you tell her that's that? That's so gross. That, you mean, that's so fucking gross. His dad? <laughs> like, yeah, right. You remind me so much of my father. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate that for him, but honestly, as soon as she said it, guys, as soon as she said it, I was like, oh, my God, kind hmm. of. Well, and like, there's just these moments of him and of the his mom and her his new girlfriend fighting behind him, and I'm just like, this is amazing. And I I feel like it would be even sexier if my wife if my girlfriend just decided, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go and get my guns and help your help your um your mom. Fine, that's awesome. But also, uh, ugh, yeah, it's 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 getting it's uh it's getting convoluted here. Um. Also, keep in mind that Nightcrawler dated his adopted sister. Like, yeah, yeah keep that in like, mind. Um, that. what's her name? Zardos. Um, uh, yeah, um Amanda Sefton. Yeah, Amanda it, Sefton. Oof. Yeah. Yes, the mom's name was Zardos. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The mom. Oh my god. It's yeah. giving Twilight. It's giving the Foster. <laughs> oh my god, Alice. Umbrella Academy. Oh god, uh, Alice. Umbrella oh, Academy no. for sure. Oh, Totes McGoats is giving out um, Umbrella Academy. Oh, God, Luther. Oh, Allison, God. So gross. It's so weird. Right. We try not to talk about Bruno, guys. He did it twice. He did it with a parallel universe sister, too. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh he definitely did. The other the sister from the, um, from the alternate universe. The Sparrow, Wait, yeah, Academy. Like the Sparrow Academy. That doesn't count, yeah. though. The Sparrow Academy oh, doesn't better. count. Sure, they didn't like, right. grow up together, but they do like share a dad. In an, in an alternate timeline where they don't share a dad, I don't. I, I give them a. I give them a break on the Sparrow Academy thing, but the okay, Allison think, thing, no. Because how are you gonna be, how are you gonna look at Allison who you grew up with him and like, I like you like that, but also the other person I grew up with at the same age is my brother. But but I like but you're not. You're, you're, you know. Like, it's exactly that because you guys like it's not like you guys grew up like it's not like a Barry and Iris situation like on the show where right. like he came in as a kid. You guys were literally like raised as babies. Like together. babies, like, you've only known each other as siblings. Like how are you gonna look siblings? Yeah, how right. Are you gonna look at like like literally like five and be like you're my brother, you. but Allison, no, we're we're doing it. Right. Right. Like, right. I don't know. Uh, uh, we're we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole. All I wanted to add is that Nightcrawler and Silver Sable, their first kind of um, uh, the reason they bonded is because they're both kind of have that like Eastern European thing. Yeah. And like that's, that's how they. Eastern European thing. I didn't realize that like. <laughs> yes, it is. 
Oh my god, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, I didn't read this week's one, so I'm a little behind. Okay, yeah, you'll 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 like it. It's a okay. it's pretty good. Like the you figure out what's going on with the little um little evil devil that's on his the little bamf that's on his shoulder, and you find out who that really is, and like everybody oh. kind of suspected what that was, but yeah. Yeah, you find out what happened to him, and you also find out where Legion has been this whole time as well. Like, so oh, it I gives us a so. little, like, thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. That show was amazing, wasn't it? I just started rewatching that because I got, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to rewatch it. I'm bored. I was in the second <sighs> season. Yes. Second I'm season. I'm on second season now. It's good. It's, it's, it's really good. Like, last I... Oh. Oh. Did not expect her to be such an amazing, compelling villain as she was, but she just... That's a spoiler. I already so knew old. I knew that that was going to happen, but like, or I heard, because I haven't, I haven't watched Legion. I've watched like the first couple episodes, oh. but like, so that's good. a spoiler. Oh, good. Well, uh, what... the thing about the character is that character was originally like supposed to be a man and like cast as a yeah. man. And then mm-hmm. they gave it to Aubrey Plaza, and they're like, "We'll rewrite it for you to make it like you know for a woman." And she's like, "No, keep it as is." And I think that is amazing. We need more like gender neutral roles. I love for women. that. We need just yes. you write. You just gotta write a role. Just write it, and don't think of gender. Right. I mean, just cast it. Just cast it. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And I, 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 I absolutely love that choice. Like. The she played both creepy, but also it gave like a Mrs. Sinister vibe. Like, yeah, hot. Yes, that's also that. Also that. Like, I can, I can also admit her very much creepy hotness that she that she gave. And I was like, this is this is serving a a different kind of love, like love for her that I didn't expect, and I'm for it. Um, I haven't watched Legion. I don't know whether I ever will get back to it, but I'll try to put it on my list but yeah just, you know um give it a try <laughs> there's two books that i think were my favorites of this week but i'm gonna pick one and that's my tried and true batman superman world's finest 22 of course um mark wade writing it dan mora on art the art is always amazing dan mora is like one of the best artists in the industry right now and mark wade is definitely top three writers like mark wade's grasp on superheroes is unmatched i'm not saying mark wade on indie comics i mean he has done like some really good stuff but like mark wade on dc stuff oh man yeah and so this one ties in with mark wade's kingdom come and so i think it's been a really cool like kind of journey uh nostalgic kind of revisiting mm-hmm. kingdom come I like that. um and th- they drop some like big things in this one where it's like okay the the, the story behind magog and like where Met- uh metron comes into play and like that sort of thing and so i don't know uh this one's pretty cool this is my pick of the week hmm. what was second yeah. what was your second choice Uncanny Where Avengers number five. Ooh, nice. Okay, I, that one was a, that one was a close second for me too. I can't okay. lie. I can't lie. Yeah, um, was, it was right there. Like I, I like the way they kind of ended that with him. They wrapped uh, it up super quick. Like all these, yeah. all these books that take place for uh, during the fall of X. Right. Like 
they're all like mini series that are like five issues long. Five issues each. And it's like, and I hate okay, that. so wait, does Unca- Uncanny Spider-Man end this week? Yep. Okay, so that ends too. So like all these mm-hmm. titles are ending then. Right. And yeah, because we're about to go right into the Fall of X in, in like a couple weeks, I think. Is it? No, I thought we were in Fall of X. It's it's the. Next... I mean, not the Fall of X. I mean the um the Fall of the House of X. Yeah, Fall of the House of Usher. This sounds like yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It sounds like that. <laughs> I was trying not to say it. <laughs> I almost forced myself. I almost said it on instinct, and I was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> that's funny. You guys gotta read some more indie comics. I was thinking that I do need to. I do need to read more indie comics. I'll recommend I mean, some gay stuff for you if you like. Oh my god, yes, please. <laughs> like I there was one the last indie comic I think I picked up was the Black Flamingo or the Sins of the Black Flamingo or something like that. It's pretty um it's pretty gay, it's pretty amazing. Um it's all the all the whole creative team is literally queer and it it's oh. it's amazing. Like it's the art in it was so beautifully done. He goes like it's basically a guy who goes around stealing artifacts that have been stolen, like magical artifacts, and he goes back and returns them to who they belong Ooh, to. And like it's, it's giving one host thirteen. It's it kind of though. It, it, it's a you'll, yeah, you'll like it. Yeah, I think you'll really like it. It's, it's so that sounds good. like really cool. Like yeah. you have, I gotta add that to my list. Oh yeah, I got gotcha, you. Yeah, I'll make sure we send that. I send that to you as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Uncanny Avengers number five, though, uh, I just wanted to talk uh, about it just because, like, it ends the story. We, we, did you know it was Hydra Cap? I knew it was Hydra Cap. Yeah. Before the reveal. That was my, like, that was my guess. Um, Yeah. But, like. As soon as I saw him pop out of that, um, that little capsule, I was like, oh, that's the same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Of the the, Krakoan egg, yeah. Yeah. Right with the shield. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it was weird, like, that was always my, my, my thought behind it. But, like, yeah, this run was just too, too quick, and, like, they put, they, like, tease some romances, like, Monet and Quicksilver. Yeah. Um, I like like their pairing, except for the fact that there's a huge age gap between them. How big? I mean, is there... Quicksilver was one of the first Brotherhood members, and Monet was a member of Generation X. Touche, but Generation X. (laughs) But they've also like aged them up a lot too. Like the X Men kids have been aged up a little bit more. So I feel like if anything, they're probably like, I would say at most probably ten years apart, maybe. Maybe like I unless you're saying that Quicksilver was young for the Brotherhood. But then that means yeah. he, he's young for the Avengers, too. See, he... I, I, yeah, that's what I, I count him like as going like when he joined the like Brotherhood. I figured like they were probably like what 18, 19 when they first maybe, joined, maybe younger. Give them a right, exactly right. I was gonna give him like a good like seventeen, maybe yeah, but like then. That'd be like Cyclops then... dating Jubilee. I mean, that's we don't have the, to go. That's to literally that. the same age. Sweet Jesus. Um, we, you know, Angel dated Husk, so you know and that's, we, we, that was bad. Angel know, dating, it was well that the Angel dating Husk is the that. same is the same gap. You're the, right. Uh, yeah, the optics weren't great on that, and I wish I hadn't brought up that instance. But um yeah. Angel dating Husk is literally original five X-Men dating a yeah. member of Generation X. So Touché. 
but she's but she's she seems like a girl who who dates older guys like Monet she, does yeah yeah but like also, and she would still have the power in the relationship let's let's be honest <laughs> it, it's tough yeah it's tough without real people because like real people in real yeah. life you know uh 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 can take advantage or can be taken advantage of and don't have right. full control over all their surroundings but like comic exactly. book characters and like fictional characters technically are written to have control over exactly. them it, it's this weird even though they don't it's like this right opposite thing but i don't know either way they're both catty bitches monet yes. and quicksilver and for it. Yes. <laughs> right so they work together like it it works it, it, it works it's just that age gap very thing. well um yeah cool moment of this issue though is rogue taking a bomb to the desert literally disintegrating yes. and while she's disintegrating quicksilver drops deadpool to touch rogue and they both regenerate at the same time yes it's this weird skeleton holding hands yeah. thing and they like they like Right, right, reform as they're like being blasted apart. And yeah. I did like that little moment of like Deadpool, like of him admitting that he still like is in love with Rogue. And I was like, oh, that's cute. I was like, we, I was like, we see these moments. Like, I, like, I've rarely read moments of Deadpool, but when I do read him and you see him with Rogue, you can still see that there's like some kind of tension between him. And you can tell that he's not over it, but clearly, you know, like you're going to have to get over it, babe. She's uh, kind of married, but you know, it's, you, you, you never, you, you can't help who you love. But yeah. I did like the whole, um, what's it called? I did like that they changed Hydra Cap's name to Grant. Yeah. And for like, as from his middle, I was like, that's a that's a cool little moment. We can like di differentiate both of them from. And he's it still and, alive, like, and he's out there, just living, doing his he shenanigans. Freed? How? Like, I was like, how is this possible? How do you not go to jail for everything that you just did? Like, I mean, I think it's a commentary. Yeah. Oh, very much so. I I saw that. I I, I felt all of that. I was like, I mean. Let's be honest. We, I mean, we know if you Grant people. Grant um Rogers could shoot somebody right. in Times Square and you know mm -hmm. be, be let off um <laughs> in front of everybody. Anyway, um Uncanny Avengers, five issues, short and sweet. I thought it was nice. It was good. Yeah. Um I kind of want them to keep going though. Just saying. <laughs> what? I, I kind of want that series to keep, yeah, because yeah. like, so when are we going to get Psylocke and Black Widow in the same place together? They fighting? didn't do anything though. That's the problem. I wanted it, and I was so upset. Like, I want a I, black I ops. I want a black ops Uncanny Avengers team. So like, Ooh. Black Widow, Psylocke, yeah. like that's what this team was supposed to kind of be, but they weren't. Yeah, yeah, I kind of wanted more of that. Like. To be honest, and I hate like I kind of want more killing. Like you know, like I mean, I get I get Steve Rogers is there, but like also like no, we need to take off some heads, right? Like you right. know, a, a whole a whole nation is gone. We need someone needs to pay for this. Like yeah. you know, I don't know if you noticed, but Rogue's hair at the end is is the same hair that she had when she first started out. That like I very weird much like it. short cut the streaks at the yeah. end on the sides. I was like, yeah. <laughs> 
I I see people people randomly keep trying to make that bring bring those back, and I'm like, just stop, guys. I don't like rogues hair like that. I like headband headband rogues. Yes, every time it's iconic. Like you need the little the gray streak, and sometimes it gets bigger, sometimes it gets smaller, but that is the one constant. Like give her the big hair. Like I, I can deal with it. Sammy, do you like headband Supergirl? Where super when Supergirl has that red headband. Is that in the animated series? No, it's in like the seventies or eighties. Supergirl. Oh I'm yeah, a, she does I'm have a, a modern comic there. reader. Only, I, I'm a modern comic reader, so I've yeah, read. Yeah. Um, um, look I've it read... up. I, I I'm very curious on like your whether you like Supergirl having that red headband or not. I but think, I think no, but I'll look it up again. Supergirl. Headband. Yeah. Um, no. No. Okay. No. That's <laughs> so cool. Okay. Just wondering. Just it's like an eighties headband. Yeah. It's like on her forehead. Yeah. <laughs> you look so sad. You're like, what? <laughs> Why did they do this to her? <laughs> uh, Sammy, what's another book that you read this Character. week? Character. I don't like the way that people misunderstand her. Do you know what I'm saying? Wait. Wait. Yeah. Wait. What? What'd you say? I just people really misunderstand her, and it makes me sad. Like people do not understand her. She is and she's edgy, like she's angry, she's a red lantern. She remembers she's like the only Kryptonian to like remember Krypton and she like carries the grief entire world with her. And because of that, like Mm -hmm. she has trouble connecting to people. Like she's like got a really like she got an edge to her. Like she literally is Green Lantern. Supergirl, woman of tomorrow. You know, she's the kind of person who'll, like, on the outside be really nice and, like, she has to be. But she'll go and, like, beat someone up in the way that Superman, I feel like, wouldn't, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. But she got For that sure. edge. She's edgy, dude. She's um, edgy, dude. Not edgy to her, man. She's like, sad. Honestly, I didn't read that much about her until, like, the, the recent stuff of her, um... Of her, her getting her little, of her not being able to speak and like Power Girl helping her, like with her little like really problem, like yeah, there's like an issue where oh, she yeah. like can't speak, yeah, and like there's like a Power Girl special issue, because I was like, you know what, and I never expected me to read a Power Girl issue, but I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try this out. Cool. I like I like the yeah. Super Family just as a whole. Honestly, so I will I will yeah, read I Super Family stuff. I need to catch I, you up. Know what? I wasn't a super family person. Like I'm, I'm a real staunch like, <laughs> like I go against like the the two the big two like Superman and Batman. I'm like, okay, have we not had enough of them? They're like five issues every time. They're so. I, but the super family, the action comics that have been coming out like ever since, honestly, since the twins came, I've yeah. loved every single like moment of them. And I need to catch up on reading the um the action comics. Because yeah. it's been really good, like, and even like I ju- I read the Superman number nine. It's still good. Like the yeah. the stuff that they've been doing with Superman now has been amazing. Like I forgot to say, I read Superman just... number nine also this week. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I okay. forgot because I get that mixed up with action comics. I'm a couple issues behind on action Very comics. True. Understandable. But like, there's this. I don't know. Like Sammy, are you reading any Superman titles or no, Super I'm People not- titles? I picked up, well, I picked up the Supergirl, like, special, and yeah. I was reading it, and I was like, clearly there's like, a lot happening. Is that the her. Doomsday one? Right. No, I don't know, because I read the first few pages, and I was like, shit, like, this is really cool, and I really like the relationship with everybody in the Super Fam, and I have to, like, read. Yeah. 
comics. The last super comic I read was Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Yeah. And I oh, I heard I it was great. The Power Girl. I like Power Girl and I like I mean they're the same person. Um but they're trying to characterize them differently, right? I mean they're different. Yeah. But like I don't get them. I don't get either. But I I don't I don't know. What's the difference characterization wise? Well, if you Power read Girl's the older. Power Girl special, yeah. But that's not yeah, a characterization. She's from a different universe. You know, they have they're, they're got they got different experiences. They're like slightly different yeah. people. But personality wise, personality wise, they got a lot of trauma. I would so, say like, Power would Girls more rougher. I would say like Power Girls more of the tomboy than the Kara is. Like I feel like Kara is, is a, definitely a tomboy, a tomboy. But I feel like Power Girls more tough. Like she's had to deal with more because her universe was destroyed. Like she comes yeah. from that um universe where like she saw like Lois and her um in Clark and like her like father mother and father. So like there's that, but also like I feel yeah, I feel like the Power Girl special um that they gave her, it was really good because it like also they talked about the problems within the super family. Like the part that um she was like um Kara was like, you why don't you come over or whatever? She's like, when is the um when have when is the last time that you guys invited me to a family dinner or yeah, invited they, me to come to meetings or something? People always like, forget about Power Girl. No, Power Girl's like what? despair. Like they yes. all don't really know how to feel her, about her because she's kind of supergirl and she's kind of not her and Connor. Yeah. Yeah. She's her despair. and um Superboy. Yeah, they she's kind the, of a mix, right? Yeah. Between the two yeah. of them. Um, uh, wait, which Superboy you said? Connor? Connor. Yeah. 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 Also Bigger the Spares. He's an yeah. experiment, and Power Girl's, like, you know, like, not really supposed to be there. Right. And so they are kind of the Spares. They don't really fit in. Exactly. And, like, and I, I hate that. I really hate that for Connor, because I, like, Connor was the first, like, Teen Titans was one of the first things I ever read in comics. Like, is the Jeff Johns run, that yeah. was the first thing I ever read. So, like, he imprinted on me and like I've always loved him and the fact that like they kind of ramped him up to be just like the new Superman and then like they just age up John and like they're like well this is your Superman now and like, I'm like well and it's weird like, because John was all, right. John was a kid and got aged up to Superman Connor was yes. like 18 and wasn't yes. allowed to be Superman like and we had him with Damien, and we had John with Damien, and that was a perfect dynamic. Like with, that could they yeah. could have grown with each other, and they could have been a lot more with each other. Yeah. But like they just allowed, they just said, "Oh, we're gonna put him in a time skip, and like he's gonna be the older one." And I'm like, "How? Now we don't know if he's older than John. I mean, if he's on the older than Connor or the same age as Connor. Like he's just there." And it's and weird then, in Wonder in the Wonder Woman mm -hmm. backup. You know the backup yes. in the Wonder Woman. It's mm -hmm. Damien, John, and Trinity, yes. which is the little five-year-old Amazonian girl. So, right. like, they could have just kept John the same age. Like, Easily. His age, I'm it would have made Easily. sense. I miss DC Comics. So if you guys want to recommend some stuff, I need to read the current Wonder Woman run. And, like, I read yeah. the Power Girl special. That's oh, the yeah, part. you do. She had, like, the Power Girl special that came out, like, uh, like a few months ago. That's I where mean, she had, like, big heart-to-heart -heart with Supergirl about, like, her identity, yes. right? That was, like, a really beautiful yes. moment. And I need to read more of the Superman, because I've only read Supergirl comics. I've not oh, read... I... Okay. So, like, I know Superboy, but I need to, like, actually read Superfam. And I also need to, like, read this current Wonder Woman. So if you guys want to recommend anything for me, I think it's time for me to, like, dive okay. back into these comics, because I've been 
you know, indie girly I, for I miss DC. I would recommend um I would recommend uh any of the new golden age books I think you might like. Yeah. So the new golden age is the Justice Society books plus Stargirl and the Lost Children, that miniseries that then spins off into um Jay Garrick the Flash, which came out this week. I'm just gonna talk about Jay Garrick the Flash, you know, while while we're here. Oh yeah. You know, we're All stopping right. by. Basically, what happens in Stargirl and the Lost Children, it's almost a Peter Pan story. All these lost children, kind of like it's so funny. Spider-Boy and Marvel and all these lost children in DC, they're kind of the same. They've been plucked mm-hmm. out of time. Nobody remembers them. So these are all characters that should have existed, and they're even given fake bios. They're like, or they're they're, they're given real their their bios, and then they're said like, oh, first appearance of of Wiz Kid or whatever his name is, and like it gives an issue of a comic that like doesn't exist, and so like <laughs> like in our world, right? Like there's mm-hmm. these little things, and so what ends up happening in Jay Garrick the Flash is Jay Garrick, and it's so sad because Jay Garrick is old now, but Jay Garrick had a daughter when he was young. He had a daughter with his with Jay Garrick and Joan Garrick have been like loves of each other's lives for decades. Right. And they've never had a kid, but it turns out, yeah, because their kid was plucked from time. So now Stargirl brings back all the kids that have been plucked from time back into like, I think modern day. And they're all like kids out of time. And so Jay Garrick's daughter is more like his granddaughter now. Right, and did his age. wife just die? Like, no, in she's Dark still. Uh, ooh, no, she's alive. She's alive. Okay, so they they must have done some magic to bring her back because um she was definitely dead in Dark Crisis. Like that was the big thing. Joan like, Garrick, really? Yeah, that was the big thing about that because they like there was a moment where, you know what? Hold on. I feel like that's true, but you know what I'm also maybe thinking about for some reason? What? I watched, I read this around the same time that I was re-watching Young Justice, so that might oh. be what my mind is thinking about. Okay. And um, <laughs> if it is, y'all, y'all be, if y'all are listening out there, please feel free to fact check me, guys. <laughs> so, so this book is really good, and I would recommend it, and I would also recommend, um, there's a couple other new Golden Age books that have come out focusing on Golden Age characters. I would recommend yes. the Alan Scott Green Lantern one. There's three. Oh, I think. So yeah, did you read that? Did you are you reading that one, Aaron? Um, yeah, I just started that like a couple days ago. Um, actually, I re- I I really like it. Um, I'm I think it's I've um only read the second the first two issues, but I do like how we kind of like go into it i did like the whole retroactive like he's gay and like they kind of reinforce that in this book like he um like how j edgar is like uh blackmailing him to like um join the justice society or he's gonna leak these photos of him like with this like with him and his boyfriend and like you see like this whole little moment it kind of him and his boyfriend kind of remind me of doom patrol like the show um larry and his boyfriend yeah that's exactly what he kind of reminds me of. And, yeah. like, you kind of see him struggle with, like, being, yeah, like, just, like, trying to find his way. But also, you see him struggle with being gay and be like, it's a sin. And I'm like, oh, this is so cute. For babies. Yeah, right. It's a baby gay. And, like, it's it's amazing. Did you get as far as Arkham Asylum? Because it's really Yes. Sad. 
that one yeah that one was a that one was a, a tough one yeah he he to literally <laughs> when they used the term he said i went to they took me to this place to dot 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 straighten out i i'm not like of course it's horrible but i like me a pun it was a little funny like you know i it like the the conversion thing was wild to me but i was like also it's 1940s so like i've heard about sense. this this issue heard about this mm -hmm. basically yeah he, it, in the dc universe uh gay men got thrown into arkham like in the past that right. makes a lot of sense actually for rehabilitation speaking of arkham are you guys reading city of madness batman city no. of madness no, is it good? It's so good, guys. Oh my god. Okay, where is it? I can't keep up with all the Batman series, and I love oh Batman, god, okay. but there are way okay. too many Batman miniseries. I agree. Uh, and that's why I'm very selective. But this is like so, this is by Christian Ward, whose art is like actually crazy. Like it's actually like let me pull the page for you. No, but the whole premise is like it's about like uh under Gotham, there's like another version of Gotham. And it's filled with like mirrored monstrous versions of everybody in Gotham. And like uh, the gate to this other world is guarded by the Court of Owls. And mm -hmm. monster Batman ends up escaping. And he looks like Cthulhu, dude. He ends up escaping and he's like unleashed on the world. And he ends up kidnapping this kid who's in trouble. And he ends up kidnapping this kid. He's like, I'm going to raise him to be evil Robin and shit. And it's like this Cthulhu fucking Batman. And this like okay. kid is like, got like a this kid's dad was killed by a cop and so, he's like here to, oh. here to kill the cop. and then he's like pretty like going down this dark path and Cthulhu Batman's like perfect you're gonna but the end and then he's there and he's like all he's all messed up and he's like kind of he's got a, like another person in his head so he's kind of like three-faced right now and it's just like it's absolutely bonkers and like the art sells the art looks out. amazing that I, means... I'm not gonna lie that art like drew me and I was like oh I kind of love that Christian yeah. Ward is amazing. Like it's so colorful. I, I, it's just like so exciting. The art style just makes us like feel like a, a new world. It's just so cool. Yeah. Um, I do have to say though that in in DC Comics, there's way too many anti-Batman characters. Yeah. Like, like Prometheus, and then there's Wrath and Scorn, and then there's like I don't know. There's there's a lot of like Batman doubles. I yeah. feel like in theory though, like everybody in Gotham has one, and I think we're gonna see Two Face from the from the other world too. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's like, I think his face is like opposite this way. It's That's up and down. Crazy, but all yeah. right, well, all right. Gotham is so New Jersey, Jesus. Yeah. When you, when you find out that Gotham is New Jersey, I, you're not surprised, but you're also like, what? But Gotham's New you... Jersey. It's yeah, Gotham Gotham City is in New Jersey. <laughs> it hasn't I don't know whether it's officially been declared but it is right yeah I I, I looked it up I think I looked it up uh, Wikipedia because I was like I need to know where this is Wikipedia <laughs> a lot of it is like can sometimes be fan theory you know right also true but like when people are was, like Metropolis like, is Delaware and it's like no what Metropolis wild. is Delaware no it isn't right. I refuse to believe I that believe it's that, close to, to be Kansas. honest with you Delaware, okay. nothing happens in Delaware. People forget Delaware exists. If there was a metropolis in Delaware, we would yeah. remember Delaware. 
but we don't. But like the way that Lois like commutes to Metropolis, like, and I'm like, I was like, there's no way it can be that close to Kansas. And like, even without like no. Superman flying her there, like she like drives there, and I'm like. You really telling me you're gonna drive like three hours to go to work, babe? Like I just I refuse to believe. Like Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like in the Smallville TV show, they they were like, Oh, Ma- Smallville's like just a suburb of Metropolis. Metropolis, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. But like in the comics, Smallville is supposed to be like out in the boonies, like yes. nowhere near Metropolis, to the it point where like a bunch you don't find two people from Smallville in Metropolis. Right, like, you don't because it's so rare. Exactly, like who is going to Smallville? And like, oh yeah, Metropolis. That's where I'm gonna be. Like, you know, right? You like, don't like. I don't think Smallville's a town you get out of. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. It definitely gives that. It gives that vibe wholeheartedly. Yeah, because I can definitely see him and his friends still in Smallville just that's why whenever yeah, Clark a... goes back he meets all the people he went to high school with because none of them left Lana Lang all of them just chilling imagine yeah. growing up in a small town like that what's that? Oh I cannot God. imagine growing up in a small town like that I can't either it, I mean right but that's no. that's us out here um <laughs> Sammy tell me about Hunt for the Skinwalker 4 because it has a oh. big old alien as a cover and it kind of scares me yeah no you should be scared is it alien related? <laughs> okay, so do you know the story of Skinwalker Ranch? Do either of you know the story? No. Aaron? Do you know it, Aaron? No. Damn, you guys. This is crazy. So Skinwalker Ranch, it's like, this is a real story. And Skinwalker Ranch is like a series. It's like a documentary. There's multiple documentaries about this ranch there's multiple real life documentaries on youtube on netflix there's like short movies there's like little limited tv shows about this and one of them is called skinwalker ranch so this is hunt for the skinwalker by boom studios and um this is a real life story so this family like buys a plot of land um and to like be a cattle farm and i think it, it this was you know like all land in the country but this one was specifically, I think, known to be like Native American land, and they have even warned people against this, like oh, in the no. before, like this. The grounds. Oh no. And you, you guys know the concept of a skinwalker. You're not even supposed to say it out loud at night. So, like, please, um, right, night. <laughs> You're like, but they're like these creatures that roam around, and so this family moves in this ranch, and they start seeing all of these unexplainable things. They start seeing like. Uh, at first like giant wolves they start seeing like sasquatches they start seeing like portals open up like they see multiple portals open up the property they look up and it's like another world like a whole other sky they like see weird lights they see like flying saucers and like little men walking around and there's like a bunch of cow mutilation that's happening and at one point like um they see this giant wolf and they shoot it and like a chunk of the skin fell off and they went to go look at the chunk that like fell off from the bullet and it was like rotten like it had been rotten for years like it was like it didn't make any sense and like there's just all these things that had no explanation and they literally like 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 a scientific team like moved in and started researching what the heck was going on and at the end of this issue there's even a point where like they were, they were looking up at the like the flying saucer and this girl's like they're talking to me they're talking to me they're telling me that they're watching us they're watching us oh, and God. it's like absolutely so scary because this is like all inspired by a true story like i think <laughs> like how close it is the original story I, I assume it's pretty close but 
this is like a real thing like two of the people who were involved in the investigation um one of the scientists involved they were like you know part of this they were consulting this thing so this is absolutely absolutely crazy yeah and like people don't they think from my interpretation i think it's like another parallel universe and there are like things crossing over and it's like crazy because it's, so it's like fringe. i don't know fringe no okay but aaron, like it's aaron doesn't know fringe either it's i i recognize the name it's a show right yeah right but yeah, right. whole- I've seen I've seen the the promos on Fox. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's allowed on this property anymore. I've heard because it's like absolutely crazy. Like they've seen so mm. much stuff that's just so unexplainable. And the end is literally like, that's it. Like, we can't explain it. It doesn't want to be caught on camera. But there's like just it's it's absolutely wild, dude. It's absolutely wild. My personal belief, I believe that like aliens exist but i also don't believe that people know the actual answer so like it's almost like a like an aristotle sort of socrates sort of thing of like i know that i don't know you know what i mean and that's my knowledge i I get you i mean i think aliens have to exist do i think that they have contacted us like more people would know if they did this story though i don't think it's quite aliens i think it's like another dimension like they literally are like looking at the portal opening up and there's like weird shit that like goes against like our understanding of physics so i think it's like um a gateway to a parallel universe and there are like creatures crossing over because i might i might read this one it it seems yeah, to me that sounds good it seems to it's me good. like it's, it's also only four issues it's done what's the uh, the uh, it seems like the department of truth remember that you re- I have you not read, read it, book? but I know it's by James Tynan. I know, I want to get into it. I will say though, the art style is very overwhelming mm. to look at, so I think it's going to take me a while to like really just get the courage to read it and be in the mindset. Department of Truth is creepy. I like that. So Department of Truth, Aaron, are you familiar with the comic? Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. Yeah. So I haven't read the it. premise is that the more people believe in something, the more real it is. The Earth and is flat. So like. <laughs> They end up doing a thing with the earth is flat, but then they're like, well, but not enough people believe that the earth is flat. How is it affecting actual physical space? And they're like, okay, there must be something else involved. So there's this government organization that is meant to get rid of all the conspiracies in a way that like keeps physics working. Mm. But then there's like this secret organization kind of bad guys where they're just making up wild stuff and taking advantage of like almost like physics breaking down in order to create new monsters but it's the creepiest thing because the way the art is yeah it's like yeah it makes you like if you're reading the comic you're like looking over your shoulder you're like is someone watching me right now oh god yeah same vibe but skinwalker ranch is like a true story which to me creeps me out even more Oh yeah, yeah. you I'm can like look up videos about day. this. Like you guys look up actual videos. About I'm not this. gonna do it. I'm no. gonna do it right after this. No, I'm not gonna I'm do it. it. I've looked them up before. I'm doing it again. I want to cry myself to sleep out of fear. All right, we're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the other X Men titles just to get the X Men stuff out of the way. Aaron Wolverine number forty. Did you like it or not like it? I personally did not care for it at all. 
Are you muted? Did you mute? Sure. I can't hear him. I definitely am. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like it in the fact that it the personal bubbles that he gives, like talking about how um, I didn't realize how much I I wanted for Krakoa until it was gone, and now uh, I keep looking for my way back there. Like, I kind of love that moment, because we've seen him, like, throughout, like, his series and throughout X-Force, we've seen him, like, kind of fight against, like, being comfortable and, like, being in um in Krakoa from just, like, going to the wildlands, um, going to the to the wild hunt and just, like, hunting my monsters and whatever, yeah. or, like, doing stuff with X-Force. And we kind of get this moment of him, like, finally realizing, like, oh, no, this was my home and this was actually my country and, like, I've lost it. Um, I did like, I do like the fact of um, him talking about how the reason he's been going to these people, like, ha like with um, Wolverine, I mean, with Wolverine, um, with Black Panther, Hulk, and Spider-Man, and Captain America is because he's trying to recreate something that he lost. And I was like, this is a this is a good introspective moment. Like, we don't really get that many of it, and I kind of love it that we kind of, like, are walking into it, like, with him just trying to do what's best for his people. Um there like it wasn't the best but like i did like the moments where we get to be where we get to know what his psychology is like you know what he what's going on in his head as this is happening yeah and um i did like the the jokes that spider-man told like the old man jokes i did like it like i was like this is this is who this is who peter parker and um wolverine's dynamic i feel like this is every time that they get together this is the dynamic i want yeah I mean, I like the interplay, but I mean, I've also seen yeah. Spider-Man and Wolverine team up already, you know? It was just right, like, right. all right, that's fine. Um, I mean, this also ends the 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 Fall of X era Wolverine mm -hmm. stuff. Even though the numbers continue, it also does that. Right. Um, question, Aaron, does Astonishing Iceman 5 also finish off this series? Yes, um, okay. but it says at the end that Iceman will return. Um, and I actually, um, I think he may, I think they may give him a new solo series, but I don't know yet. It just says he will return. So okay. we don't know what that means for him. Um, I did like the series. I did. I did like the series overall. It was a cute little series. It was very like, I spent this who I am as a gay guy. Like he, he just, he's very simple. Mm -hmm. He's like, he just, he just wants to just be loved and just like finding it. He's like he also like me is finding his sexuality later in life. I, I was like, I get you, I understand you, and like, and there are moments like we get to see the nuances of him and his um situationship with his um inhuman boyfriend Romeo. Like it's kind of yeah. like a we get to see the whole moment of him. like. All all Bobby wants to do is just have a boyfriend and just be a hero and like go out and just like all he wants is the label that all he wants is to call him his boyfriend. But That's Romeo so was like, it is, it's so cute. But like all Romeo, he keeps telling like Romeo, he's like, but Romeo's not in a position where he can give he can give him that label, even though they have said they love each other. And like I'm like, this is a nuance that you don't really get, especially like as a like as a queer leaded book like as a gay leading book like we get to see the nuance of like oh i love you but i don't want to be in a relationship with you and like we see like him like these little like tropes of like somehow love of like you know heteronormative like relationships of 
like oh my mate is like my tether to this world and like we get to see him like go through that and not only that but like we like know how Romeo's powers uh, as an empath work like the more he feels for somebody the stronger his powers are with them and like we see like he's literally his um his tether into the world and after the Hellfire Gala like um Iceman can't like stay in one place too long or he's gonna disintegrate and like he goes into the ether so like he needs Romeo to like reconstitute him and bring him back and like we kind of see like the the uh, kind of unhealthy co-dependence that he kind of puts on him while like like being dependent on him but also like wanting to figure out what he is and how and his own little thing because we see him like you know still going around kissing other people and like and it's a little it's a nice little moment but it i ultimately did like it because it gave him more stakes like it gave him other villains that could like keep up with them too so i like that yeah i uh yeah, I fell behind on this one. It's understandable. It started off slow. Like I, it, it was one of those books that started off really slow, and like it didn't pick up again for me until like the third issue, maybe I think mm-hmm. maybe the fourth. And like, but it all started like coming together in a way that I like. I like that Bobby is taking more urgency in the books than he is. Like he's not like he's still joking around, but like he has a darker edge to him. Like. He will like he he's literally like burning people with his ice now, like taking off arms and limbs. Like I was like, this is a different person than we are used to, and I kind of like this for Bobby. Yeah, Drake. <laughs> I uh, I I think Fall of X titles, the Fall of X era X Men titles have been hit or miss for me. So like, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of like stopped on this one, and I stopped on Realm of X. Not that they're bad, just because okay. I just fell off. You know, and it yeah. just didn't didn't inspire me um, as much as some of the other X Men titles. But mm-hmm. I do want to finish it. I do want to finish Astonishing X Men or Iceman? Um, my my stinker of the week. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be negative a little bit, and I will write more in my article at thekeegshow.com um, mm-hmm. for this week. But the the original X Men is a one shot. First thing, I've I've talked about how oh, I hate you. it when publishers put a number 1 on a one shot acting like it's the first right. of a series yeah. mm-hmm. just so they can like get people to get the title. I I hate it. I think it's it's false mm-hmm. advertising. So this was yeah. just a one shot and it did not matter at all. It's a lead in to Weapon X-Men which is the Weapon X X-Men, where it's multiversal Wolverines coming together to traverse the multiverse to fight Onslaught. Uh, uh, So, this is super convoluted. This original X-Men, they are the same X-Men that have come back, that were forward, went forward in time, and then they came back, and then they got their memory, like, blocked. Wait. Are you wait? Those it's those X Men. Yes, but but they go on a mission. They okay, so their memory is blocked, right? Mm-hmm. But then Phoenix from another universe comes in, and she's like, "Hey, there's an onslaught problem." So it leads into the mm-hmm. the next series that's coming out. There's an onslaught pl- problem. She unblocks their mind. They do the mission, and then she blocks their mind again. So it okay. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's one of those it was all a dream uh kind of moments okay 
It, I, it, I don't know. It, it was not worth it. Also, the original five X-Men are the most boring characters. Um, I like them when they went forward in time because they yes. grew and they changed yes. when they met their future selves. But like the original yes. five X-Men are not interesting, at least until they get older. A hundred percent, a thousand percent. Like the that that's why they never lasted that long when um when they were first originated. Like the series got canceled so with them. Yeah, right. Like they weren't like they they were good, but they weren't like you know they were better than like doing better than some characters like the Avengers and stuff. But they weren't doing the numbers. It wasn't until like Uncanny that they got better. And like yeah, there no one wants to read about these these five little boring wasp kid wasp children. Like yeah. you know like. Right. No one no one wants to hear about like especially Angel and like you know just Oh boo hoo Angel. Them. Like your dad owns a multi million dollar oh, company. I'm rich and I got wings. Oh no, woe is me. And he, he I have to always wear a trench coat and hide my wings in my trench coat. <laughs> meanwhile, you're, meanwhile you're Cyclops Cyclops is here with always having to wear his glasses. Literally. And then, like, Beast has, like, huge, like, like eight hands and feet. Right. Like, you know, there's Like, no... Angel, stop. Your, your name he is literally like an Angel. That's right. He's literally, like, like, accepted by white Christians. Right. <laughs> right. You're super hot, bro. Calm down. Like, you know, right. like... Angel, you have wings. You have wings, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. like, get over it. Get off your high horse. I saw bro. him tear like, out his wings in that live-action movie when he was a kid. It's crazy. Oof. Yeah, that, that that scene always imprinted on me for some reason. I did not know why, but I was like, oh, my God. That I was like, oh, no, stop. <laughs> like, I felt his wings, like, as he was doing I was like, oh, no. Wait, is that from X-Men The Last Stand? Is that the third one? Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. okay. X-Men Last Stand. I've... Okay, but it heals back. Like he grows it back. He keeps like yeah, eventually he keeps like yeah, when he's like shitting it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, little chicken wings at the back. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that one shot was definitely skippable. There's the pick of the week, and there's the stink of the week, and that's the stink of the week. Um. Um. Sammy. Uh. As we let's see, I want to make sure we can cover everything. Uh, tell me about the deviant number two. We don't have much time on all the rest of the stuff we'll talk about, so we'll just like run through them real quick. But how was um, the you deviant? Know, I'll say deviant in one or two sentences, and then I'll tell you guys a bit more about rare flavors, which I enjoy yeah. more. Deviant, the deviant is fine. It's by James Hunt the fourth. It's a little bit too dark for me, I think. Um, like dark in a realism way that I don't enjoy, just me personally. Um, you know, like the F word is thrown around a lot, and it's by serial killer, and you know, like. It's just like, you know, I don't, I need a break from reality. Um, but no, it's about this disemboweling people and stuff. And it happened like way back in the day. And now it's like in the current day, the man who was thought to have done it is in prison. He's been in prison for like 50 years. And there's like a young man who's like, I'm writing a comic book about this story and I want to interview you. So he's interviewing the guy who's like, guilty but the guy claims he's not guilty and you know they're kind of bonding over the fact that like he's gay and you know and then the comic book writer is also gay but there's something weird going on there's like a copycat killer coming back and like somehow the comic book writer is kind of involved so it's like pretty interesting but it's also just like, a little uh -huh. dark you know like uh just 
as they gay experience, I guess, like just hearing the F word thrown around, seeing people like have MAGA mugs in the comic. Like, I know that's the point of it, but like sometimes I don't need that. So, you know, I don't right. think it's particularly a comfort comic. Um, you know, yeah. like maybe I'll pick up another issue and see where it goes, but I'm not I really like making that. Already. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, I don't know. But I really like uh, Rare Flavors going on right now. Yeah, tell me about Rare Flavors, because uh, I've i been hearing really good things. I just have yet to pick it up. Yeah, uh, it's by the same creative team that did The Many Deaths, Alayla Star, if you're familiar with that series. Have you read it? I bought it, but I haven't read it yet. It's really good. It's by um, Felipe Andrade and Rem B. And yeah, the art style is just really unique. And both of these are about like... Um, I think it's like Hindu or Indian culture. I don't know the correct term for it, to be honest with you. Because I think like one of them is like a Westerner term. So, but you know, mm. it's about like Hindu or, or Indian culture. Yeah. Both of them, the many that's the star, like follows the avatar of death. Like, you know, um, you see her depicted as like a blue lady with multiple arms, but that's, I like to think mm. that these characters, like these comics exist in the same little universe they've created. But uh, Rare Flavors follows a Raksasha, which is a demon. His name is uh, Ruben. And he's like, you know what? Like, I am very passionate about food and the people who make it. I love Anthony Bourdain. So I actually want to make my own documentary about food and people and culture. And he, like, convinces this down on his luck filmmaker named Mo. And he's like, let's let's make a film. And he kind of pressures him into doing it because he's like, I'm not interested. But he, I don't know, like, has found... Like footage that he's done in the past and he's like look you could do it but it's, it's just mysterious circumstances but he convinces this guy to like make his documentary for him and they're traveling around trying the food and in every issue they like um dissect the dish they tell you how to make it they tell you the history of it and like the people who make it and stuff and just like the cultural oh history behind the dishes which is like a really cool celebration of this culture very educational and then just like it's really cool to see the celebration of it but ruben is a demon and so every time that he is like getting excited and like meeting these people and trying this food he also ends up like eating the people so he's like eating people as well and he's like they're just as important there's a food like humans are so delicious and beautiful and wonderful like of course i'm going to eat them as well he's like what? literally eating these people and like there's these two guys like hunting after him because he's a demon and it's actually just crazy as heck okay yeah sweet jesus All right. it's just like it's, it's really i don't even know it's like really well done let me see if i have it next to me but yeah I assume, like, the many Desolado Star, this will be, like, maybe, like, a six-issue thing or a four-issue thing. I'm, next issue might be the last one. I'm not really sure how long this is running for. But it's just, like, a very fascinating world. Here, I'll... I'll this is a picture of him, like, attempting to eat someone. Oh. Okay. Cool. It's, like, a really well done. And it's just cool that it, like, kind of, like, breaks down these dishes and how they're made and the history behind them. And, yeah. That. Yeah, it's just like a it's like a cool it's a cool read, you yeah. know. I like I like learning about other mythology, you know what I'm saying? Because like a rock Sasha is yeah. a word that I did not know before this comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Words are cool. I'm gonna check it out. I gotta read Lalo Star first, but I'm gonna check. Yeah. It. I'm gonna check that out. I like the many that's a Lalo Star. Um, I'll just a little bit more. It's yeah. just more of my style. But that's fair. The flavors is cool too. Okay. Nice. Um, we're gonna run through just really quick all the rest of the comics that we read this week. So, like, sure. I read Nightwing one hundred and nine. Did you read Nightwing? Um, I read a little bit of it. Um, I got to see about um his when they're talking about his ex girlfriend, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Her name is um um, 
something blood. Is it B? Is it B? Uh, no, is it? It's no. blood. It's last name blood. Something blood. Yeah. Um, young blood. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> um, let me look at the. But it, it's it's funny because she's a character from the Rick Grayson. Beatrice blood. Beatrice, yeah. So it turns mm -hmm. out, yeah, she she has she's a pirate queen essentially, and so they like they're yeah. trying to salvage what they can out of that horrible Rick Grayson arc by instead of ignoring it, they're like, no, 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 this happened, but this right. is what you know stuff is. I don't know. It's been cool, and the art is great, and so like. Is it my pick right. of the week? No, but like, was it good? Yeah, and I was, I, I yeah. love this run. I've loved this run. Yeah, I've been hearing great things about this run. Like, I haven't read, like, I, I want to start reading it, but I was like, I don't know if I can read all those issues, guys. That is a, that is a you lot. You don't have to but... read all the issues. It starts at like 70-something. Tom Taylor's okay. run starts at like 70-something. And so right okay, now that's it's at 109. Really all I care about. All right, I can I can try to power yeah. through one of those. I just started reading like Invincible, so why not read a night? I mean, Invincible's one hundred and forty four issues plus. Okay, that's a right. That was a that's a journey, and I would. <clears throat> I saw I and the only reason I did it because I was like, I have to wait this little mid season um wait until it comes back, so I might as well just get my fix. And I mean, <laughs> Invincible is an easy comic to get like lost in. You'll just. You'll start yeah. one and you just like keep going. Already nine issues in. Like yeah. I, I literally just read it in between calls at work and then like it just started flowing. I was like, oh, I'm already on page yeah. on issue nine and this is getting deep and I kind of want more. Yeah. Uh, did you read Wonder Woman four? Yes, um, I you did. That was one, the last one thing sentence I read. synopsis. Um, warm-hearted. Uh, Old. I I did like I like that they kind of give her a little grassroots moment like just like just going to give this make a wish kind of thing to this kid and like take him to go see the mascara like that was one of those things I was like because you understand like you know men can't go but she also understands that he is her biggest fan and like it it was a nice little moment to see like the parallels of her the warrior queen and her like just being wonder woman and like just yeah. being you know the person who cares i thought it was a very well done tom taylor is always is is just this is tom coming king. out with bangers this is tom king sorry about that <laughs> this is tom yeah. king nightwing is tom taylor tom taylor yeah right all right right anal pound uh, but... tom king i think as well is it he mm. look he's doing this big one because um yeah that like his writing in it is so great like it's political but yet yeah. like still talks about it oh is it okay like i can definitely like he yeah he he very much um understood the assignment with this like i i kind of yeah. like this is a different kind of approach with wonder woman that i kind of like that we're getting more political but also getting yeah. to the roots of like who wonder woman is but yeah so we we got to do this real quick also because my oh, internet's yeah. being acting really weird and it's kind of like getting spotty so uh, sure. We're going to go through God's uh, number four. You got like a couple words? God's is good. I God's, honestly, every time I read God's, it's like I'm watching a movie. Yeah. It's one of those things like you can tell that they literally made this for a movie adaption. And mm. like, but I, I like where it's going. It's just sometimes it's a, it's a read. You have to sit down and focus on it. Yeah. But I did like, I do like it. I kind of want to see where it's going to go. For me, it's like, what's the point? I don't know. Like, 
I don't, uh, you know, Superior Spider-Man um, isn't going where I thought it was going to go. They are bring it's it's a sequel to the original Superior Spider-Man run, but also mm-hmm. at the same time, like it's not doing different. What? Yeah, it's different. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, that is same exact thing. Like I was, I was expecting like, oh, we're gonna get Otto as Superior as, as right. Spider-Man. Like right but off, so far, and, like no. we're already two issues in, and he has not yet. He has yet to do the same thing. Like, yeah, I do like the moment of um the adage of Superboy, Spider Boy being his sidekick, and that's like you know, like uh, I don't know the whole ins and outs of the whole the end of the um Spider Verse, but I do like the part that like Spider Boy was his sidekick, and like he pushed him away so that he wouldn't get hurt or whatever. I do like that moment because I feel like that'll be a compelling moment for Spider Boy, like you know, you went to join this hero, but he was a bad guy this whole time, and now yeah. you kind of have to deal with that. I do I do like that, and it felt more... Honestly, it felt more like a, a Spider-Boy comic than a Superior Sp- um, Spider-Man book. Yeah. Like, it, it's been kind of centering around Spider-Boy more, and I, I kind of want to see more about Spider-Boy than I do about Otto Octavius. But yeah. I do like his little, like, relationship, how he's still, he's still in love with um, Anna. That was cute. Yeah. Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong number three. For me, this this issue was like nothing happened. There's no like I I'm I'm okay with this crossover. Like I like both the kaiju's and Justice League, but like I don't know whether this crossover needed to exist in the first place. I don't think it's telling a compelling enough story. That's just me. I definitely understood. As soon as I saw the title, I was like. Who is this for and why? But yeah. I was like, I mean, it's what? cool, but also doesn't. I think I think this is probably Warner Brothers trying to convince Legendary to do ongoing comics based off their properties, because Marvel does Twentieth Century Studios properties with Alien, Predator, and Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure WB, like DC Comics, is also like they want to do Legendary comics. So from Legendary Pictures properties so i'm sure there's some sort of test here for that so i don't know this one's kind of you know whatever you you don't you can miss this one um (laughs) spider boy spider boy number two also it's you know spider boy has his own series and i thought it's cute and they have some like christmas time stuff in it it's cute and he teams up with captain america versus taskmaster and like that's all we need it's cute it's all we need yeah Right, I did like his little. I do like his little power, little spider sense that he can sense when innocents are in trouble. Yeah. I was like, that's a cute little addition to give to him. Like, yeah, I, I did like that moment. I was like, that's a that's a little cool power that I feel like will come in handy. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of like Spider Boy. Like, I he he fits a need that I feel like they were trying to do with Spider with Miles, but they were like, no, they they already figured out that Miles is his own person now, and they yeah. can't just like him as a sidekick. So yeah. this was a nice little moment to like have him have this little Bailey kid as his little, you know, whatever. I would yeah. like him to take him under his wing, like let him live with you, like but let this be a Batman and Robin thing. Like I want yeah. this more. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the books that we read this week. Uh, I want to thank oh. you both for coming on the show. Did we get Did we get everything? I um, so. I think so. Um, other than Superman number nine, that was it. That was, that yeah. Was oh, it. Superman number nine. I mean, I like. I I'm loving it. That's all I gotta say. Like, yeah, 
I I like it. I'm not a I wasn't a big Clark person, but like these new comics that they've been doing with them, they've been telling like really smart smart stuff. Ever since War World, he's been kind of like on an uprise, and I I'm kind of like vibing with it. Yeah, I bought the War World paperback that's like really thick. I bought it. Yeah, and so it's on my shelf. It's icon. It like it's a very iconic Superman story. It's gonna be talked about for decades. I think. Oh, okay. I haven't read it yet, but I'm definitely going to though. Yeah, it, I mean, it, I think it's a must read. I think the Superman War World okay. comic that came out recently, like, yeah, I think it's a must read, like for any and, Superman fan. And I think I told you the only reason I really want to read it is because of the twins. Like, I love the mm. twin, like the twins from it, and like you might be the, the only person who loves the it. twins. Everybody hates on the twins. I saw them passing the girls, right? They're not um, supposed yeah, to be girls one, though. One girl they were drawn as girls in that in that Supergirl story. They're drawn as identical twins, but oh, they're not. Yeah. One's a boy and one's a girl, and one's they don't girl, look yeah. a, they don't look alike. They messed yeah, up. In, yeah, they messed up in that. Yeah, comic. definitely. Nice. Definitely. And I I kind of like that. Like he the boys the softer one and the girls going to be. You can tell the boys the softer one. The girls going to be the the brawler, and I kind yeah. of want that. I can't, yeah. I can't wait. Like, cause like even from the first like issue when we see the action comic of um her of like the way they sleep and her like sleeping with the like cover around her arms, I was like, oh trauma. And I was like, I, and I, for some yeah. reason I was like, oh this is gonna be they're gonna be a good little like match when they get older. Like they're gonna be like good little heroes. Yeah. Like I also I, I like the idea of when they give superheroes kids and then when they make them twins. Cause it's like the funniest, like yeah. it's like yeah. why, why, why one super baby when you can get two super babies? You know? them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, want to thank both of you so much for coming on the show. Uh, before we get going, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Um, Aaron, you want to go first? Okie doke. Um, well, of course, you guys can all catch me at at Kinkakoa at Kinkakoa on uh, TikTok, Twitter, and um discord as well um you can also catch me i um i also do a podcast as well called life rants podcast and um yeah you can catch us there on spotify and all the things awesome awesome uh sammy where can we find you um i'm sammy the monster so that's s-a-m-i-d-e monster i'm on instagram and tiktok and yeah i talk about comics and sometimes outfits mostly indie stuff um yeah that's me awesome Cool, cool, cool. Uh, for anyone out there who's watching us, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the keeg show or youtube.com slash the keeg show. Uh, if you're watching us live, that's where you are watching us. Thank you to everybody who was watching us live. Shout out to Aries13. Shout out to Carson442007. Uh, shout out to anyone who's watching us there. And uh, shout out to people who are listening to the podcast. And that's where we get your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Uh, you are appreciated too. If you are watching us, wherever, listening to us, like, comment, subscribe, write a review. Let us know you're out there because we would love to know who's listening uh, and or watching. So like, comment, subscribe, follow. If you're on social media, TikTok and Instagram are the Keegs, two biggest ones, at The Keeg Show. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Threads and 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 you know Twitter and all that stuff at the Keeg Show slash the Keeg Show either or. Also, we just opened up uh, back up the Keeg website at thekeegshow.com. www.thekeegshow.com. Uh, we opened it back up. I'm back to writing articles uh, for it, so you know definitely stay tuned. Um, 
other than that, uh, comicshoplocator.com, find a comic shop near you, find one that you vibe with, and patreon.com slash show if you want to give back to the Keeg. Uh, that's pretty much everything. Um, thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Sammy, so much for coming on the show. Thank you to everybody out there for watching. Once again, I am your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been another episode of Comic Talk, this time for the week of uh, December 21st, 2023. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>